98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The top stories. The chief secretary says people will have enough time to prepare for the upcoming mass COVID testing. The labor secretary warns employers over sacking COVID-stricken helpers. And the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, warns that international sanctions over Ukraine are tantamount to a declaration of war. The chief secretary says people will be well informed about the upcoming mass COVID testing and have sufficient time to prepare for it. Frank Jung reports. Writing on his blog, John Lee said the government is still preparing for the operation, one that he said was being formulated according to Hong Kong's actual circumstances. He pledged that authorities will give details and explanations of the exercise in good time to let citizens prepare. Mr. Lee again offered assurances that there will be sufficient supplies and people should not be swayed by online speculation and rumors. He said they should instead pay more attention to information released by the government. Separately, the Financial Secretary Paul Chan sought to reassure the SAR and markets that Hong Kong's financial operations won't be affected by the citywide testing for COVID. He said since 2019, authorities have put in place contingency plans in case of unexpected disruptions. The state leader in charge of Hong Kong affairs has been quoted as saying that the central government will step up its anti-epidemic support for the SAR. At a meeting in Beijing, Vice Premier Hang Zheng also reportedly told Hong Kong members of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Congress that the central government would respond to whatever requests it receives. A local deputy to the CPPCC, Thomas So, said the state leader was particularly concerned about the elderly and children, saying it was crucial to reduce the fatality rate. The Secretary for Labor and Welfare, Law Chi Kuang, says he's written to the Philippines' Consul General, reiterating the government's commitment to protecting and supporting foreign domestic helpers. He also told employers that they could be prosecuted for throwing out helpers who come down with COVID-19. Mike Weeks reports. Lord Chi Kuang's warning follows widespread reports of domestic workers being kicked out of people's homes after they were infected with the coronavirus or having nowhere to stay after their contracts end. Writing in his weekly blog, he pointed out that this is not just a local matter, but part of Hong Kong's external affairs. He said he needed to prevent it from becoming a diplomatic spat. He said any abuse of the system, such as the recent unreasonable and illegal dismissal of domestic workers, would undermine Hong Kong's reputation. Mr Law also warned employers that they could be prosecuted for turning helpers out onto the streets, adding that such actions would make hiring of domestic workers more difficult for other families in future. Legislator and local deputy to the National People's Congress, Dennis Lamb, says COVID jabs for the elderly should be compulsory. Speaking on commercial radio, he said medics could be sent out to inoculate them. Infections among the elderly will also make it even harder to control the epidemic, as they can also infect people around them. Under these circumstances, it's worth considering mandating them to get inoculated. We could also arrange outreach teams to give them the jab. Latest government figures show that while 90% of the population has now received at least one COVID shot, only about 78% of those aged between 70 and 79 have done the same. The figure is even lower for those aged 80 or above. The port city of Qingdao has reported 88 new coronavirus cases, all of them the Omicron variant, fueling the highest daily number of local infections on the mainland so far this year. 
The National Health Commission confirmed 329 new cases today, 175 of them locally transmitted. That compares with just over 100 the day before, as Timmy Sung reports. The Qingdao Municipal Health Commission said the outbreak in the city is mainly among middle school students in Lai County. An official from the commission told a news conference that a second round of mass testing in Lai County will be launched on Monday, adding that there was no major risk of further outbreaks. China's dynamic clearance approach to COVID-19 aims to shut off transmission routes as soon as new cases are detected. But the Qingdao outbreak has helped send the mainland's total confirmed local infection count to its highest since December the 31st. The other cases reported were mainly in Guangdong, Hebei and Jinan provinces. The number of new asymptomatic cases, which Beijing does not classify as confirmed cases, stood at 209, compared with 166 a day earlier. The mainland has so far confirmed nearly 111,000 cases of COVID-19 and 4,636 fatalities. President Putin has escalated his rhetoric against international sanctions, saying these are tantamount to a declaration of war. The Russian leader also warned the West of a wider war if a no-fly zone were set up over Ukraine. But Mr. Putin held his first face-to-face meeting with a foreign leader since ordering his forces to move into Ukraine, holding three hours of talks with the Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett, who has offered to mediate the crisis. The BBC's Tom Bateman reports. Israeli officials say Mr. Bennett flew to Moscow early in the morning before meeting at the Kremlin with President Putin. They spoke for three hours, an extraordinary event given Russia's growing diplomatic isolation. Israel has deep relations with both Russia and Ukraine, and Mr. Bennett has been trying to position himself as a potential mediator in the crisis. His officials say he had a call with Ukraine's President Zelensky after the Kremlin meeting and is heading to Berlin to meet German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. Israel believes it can act as a bridge between the West and Moscow and says the White House gave its blessing to his meeting with Mr. Putin. Russian forces have continued their offensive against Ukrainian towns and cities with heavy bombardment reported northwest of Kiev. A BBC correspondent in the town of Irpin says a steady stream of people have been fleeing on foot. The former Ukrainian president, Petro Poroshenko, has been coordinating the evacuation of Irpin. The Russian is completely bombing with the air bomb, with the missiles, the civilian, the civilian uh, people. And you see all these people are suffering from that. And this is completely unacceptable. Skier Zhang Menchu has won China's first ever gold in Winter Paralympics Alpine Skiing Competition. Zhang clocked the winning time of 1 minute and 13.54 seconds in the women's Super G standing race at the Games in Beijing. Marie Boucher of France took silver and Canadian Alana Ramsey bronze. Football now and Chelsea ignored the drama over Roman Abramovich's decision to sell the club with a 4-0 route of struggling Burnley. Burnley, while Leeds manager Jesse Marsh suffered a 1-0 defeat at Leicester in his first game. All Premier League captains wore armbands in Ukraine colors this weekend and clubs held a minute of applause and show of solidarity. Russian oligarch Abramovich is putting up Chelsea for sale amid fears that he may be sanctioned for alleged links with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Chelsea's third successive league win moved them six points clear of fourth place Manchester United. Reese James opened the, opened the scoring for Chelsea and manager Thomas Tuchel sing, singled him out for mention. 
It's incredible how much uh, quality he brings to the team. And uh, you, you keep forgetting it because it was like eight, nine weeks out and uh, we kept on winning and kept on producing results. And then you you start to to adapt to the situation and get used to the situation. And suddenly he comes back and shows uh, what an impact he can have. And um, I'm happy for him to come back like this. It's, it's brilliant. Newcastle extended their unbeaten run to eight league games with goals from Ryan Fraser and Fabian Schaar, clinching a 2-1 win against Brighton at St. James Park. Newcastle are now seven points above the bottom three. Here's Newcastle boss Eddie Howe. To go any length of games unbeaten in the Premier League is very difficult because you're always a game away from a, a very difficult opponent. I thought Brighton were today. I thought they played well. Um, very much a possession-based team. We found it difficult um, with the two-goal lead to control the game in any way but what we did have to do is defend very well and I thought uh, especially when the game went 2-1 we, I thought we did that really well. Liverpool's Sadio Mane sealed a 1-0 win in the late game against West Ham that moved the Premier League title chasers within three points of leaders Manchester City who hosts Manchester United tonight at home and that's likely to be a nail-biter. Elsewhere Ashton Villa thrashed Southampton 4-0, and a hat-trick from Ivan Tony lifted Brentford to their first win in 10 league games as the Bees move six points clear of the relegation zone with a 3-1 victory at bottom of the table Norwich. Crystal Palace beat Wolves 2-0. And to the weather, mainly cloudy, dry with sunny intervals in the afternoon, moderate, fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore and on high ground at first. There will be rain patches tomorrow morning, becoming fine and dry in the afternoon, cool mornings in the, in the following couple of days. The temperature right now is 21 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 67%. And to end the news, the top stories once again, Chief Secretary says people will have enough time to prepare for the COVID testing. The Labor Secretary warns employers over sacking COVID-stricken helpers. And the Russian President Vladimir Putin warns that international sanctions over Ukraine are tantamount tantamount to a declaration of war. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by DJ. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, value. and a new experience. <laughs> Oh! <laughs>